there's an appropriateness as we draw near to the last words of Christ, to the still quiet moments that we often can miss. A story we've been taught from childhood can very easily become a tradition, but it should never become such. For here in the sixth word, the sixth phrase, Jesus could have been silent, he could have saved his breath, but in a mighty way, our Jesus, Jesus triumphs. And in several few small words, he speaks a mighty sermon. Pray with me. Father, we love you and we thank you and we praise you for who you are. You are the Lord of the storm. We thank you, God, because here I stand before you, someone completely unworthy to be even handling the word of God, let alone receiving the gift of salvation that you so freely gave to me. We thank you, Lord, for the shedding of your blood. And we pray that you would speak to our hearts in this moment. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Are words that Jesus utters. It does not say he silently states these things, but it says in a loud voice, Jesus cried out to God. And as I hear these words, I can't help but to think of the story that we have found ourselves encountered in before in the, in the book of Mark chapter 4, where Jesus is on the water with his disciples. He needed to get away after a busy day of preaching, kind of like last night in the Garden of Gethsemane. He just needed to get away to spend some time with his father. And while resting on the, on the ship, on the boat, a mighty storm blew in. Fearful for their lives, the disciples cried out, rightfully so, to the one who they knew could save them. And in a manner which they will never be able to comprehend, in a manner that we will never be able to comprehend, Jesus is, in fact, the Lord of the storm. In Mark 24, he does, so, or excuse me, in Mark 4, he does something so amazing that it leaves the disciples asking, Who is this man? For in that moment, there's a mighty storm that rose up on the Sea of Galilee. And in their fear, they cry out, How could, if you, he loves us, how could you, if you love us, Lord, could you let us go through the storm? And Jesus replies to them, The storms will make us stronger. He replies to them in their own language, and he tells the storm to stop. He tells the seas to be quiet. And so in this moment, Jesus stops the storm. Jesus calms the waters. But I'm here to tell you on Good Friday, this miserably disgusting, terribly beautiful day, Jesus no longer, in fact, calms the storm. He quenches the storm. He intakes, ingests, consumes the storm. Jesus doesn't command it to stop. But in that moment when his father turns his back on him, Jesus takes on the sin of the world upon himself. 
He doesn't simply say be gone because there has to be a price. There has to be blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And Jesus just doesn't in this moment simply state, God, let this storm pass from me. He in this moment cries out to his father in a beautiful sermon and says, I will consume this storm for the forgiveness of sins, for the forgiveness of your sin and for the forgiveness of my sin. For on that cross, he utters the phrase, Father. As Pastor Robbie pointed out, in the moment on the crosses before this, he has sensed that God has turned his back on him because God cannot exist where sin exists. And in this moment, Jesus felt abandoned by his Father. And in this moment, make no mistake about it, our Jesus, our Lord, he could have called down the armies of heaven to spare him from what he was going through. He could have stopped this storm at his voice. He could have commanded it. And all of eternity would have been here to his defense. But he did not do that. Because he was going to consume the storm once and for all. When he cries out to Father, he speaks a divine heritage. He preaches, I am the Son of God. And he says, into thy hands I commit my spirit. This is not the phrasing of a weak king. This is not the phrasing of somebody who is spineless. But this is the Son of God standing before all of everything with all of the sin of the world upon His shoulders and upon His back. And He's saying, Father, I will accept Your will. This is a sermon of obedience, a sermon of authority, and a sermon of handing over control, a sermon of sacrifice. No man on this earth could ever kill Jesus unless he handed himself over. And in this moment when he says, Father, I commit my spirit to you, he's saying, Lord, if this is your will, then I will take it upon me. And the battered and bruised Jesus hangs on the cross, grasping to life, to simply to lay it down so that you and I could have it. Upon the cross of our salvation, Christ experienced things that we could never begin to understand. But one thing is for certain. He embraced God's will for his life to the point of death, to the point that he was willing to come down from his heavenly throne and to be an atoning sacrifice, a substitute for you and for me and for the very people that were hanging him on that tree. The blood was shed. His body was broken. And in this, the sixth phrase He says, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. I ask you this question this afternoon. Have you submitted control 
of your life to the authority of the Father? Have you embraced the sacrifice of Christ crucified and placed your trust in Him? There are so many things in this world and there's so many things in this life that can fall upon us. We can allow the storms of this earth to consume us. And I tell you this today, church. The storm has been consumed. Christ died for you. Stop holding on to the things of the past. The victory is about to be won. You were on his mind. You were on his heart. You were in his hands, his feet. We were there. Surrender to the Father this morning. Surrender. Be obedient. Trust. Won't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, into your hands we commit our spirits. We give them up to you. For you alone give the bread of life, and you alone breathe on us your Holy Spirit and make us new. The life which you gave us at birth and the life you gave us at our new birth comes from you. In trust and surrender, we yield our whole selves to you. Use us. Use us as and when and where you will. We are no longer our own. And in glad surrender, we are yours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.